Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your hosts, Jesse and Lance. Welcome inside Tigers Uncaged. This is the podcast for your Medicine Hat Tigers. My name's Jesse, he's Lance Dahl. The first official episode right. of 2023. Happy New Year, huh? Happy New Year. It was a great break. It was a great break. I was looking forward to getting some Tigers action in on the 28th. They decided they, nah, we were not going to play. Yeah, it's Swift probably for the best. Yeah, those roads in Saskatchewan I heard were pretty rough. Yeah, it was hard to get out of there, and even just the highway all the way to here wouldn't have been very good. But at least we now know. January 22nd, that's going right. to be the makeup date. Right, right. So that's going to be all right. We know a lot of things that we, we didn't earlier this week. Like Caden McCann's going to play tonight when this episode drops. Right. So we're recording this on Friday. On Friday. Uh, we have a conversation with head coach Braden Desjardins on the way. That's the big news. Oh, that's Saha. The Saha back-to-back yeah. we have champions. That today. South Alberta Hockey Academy. So we have that on the, on the go. Uh, so we'll hear from... From Braden in a bit, and we'll play that full conversation for you. It's like 40 minutes of yeah. Braden Desjardins goodness. Great conversation with him. Hockey mind of his dad and the talking chops of his mom. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, big weekend. Like you said, McCann going to be playing tonight as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we know for sure if Gavin McKenna is going to be playing Saturday. Yeah, sounds like it. But it would make sense because it is such a special night. That's what friend of uh, friend of the show, James Tubb, says. Oh, Tubb said yeah, that? Yeah, James Tubb put an article out. On uh, on the Medicine News. Okay. Says that he's going to be playing tomorrow. So Gavin's going to be in for Nickelodeon night. Nickelodeon night. And I'm, that's why it kind of makes sense, right? Because anytime they do these special jersey nights, right. uh, they go on sale. Or they go for raffling, right? <laughs> yeah. Not really on sale, but you have to bid no, on yeah, them. Yeah, it's a bidding process. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. throw out a number? What you think Gavin McKenna's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jersey is going to go for? We'll get into 1,000, right? It has to. Like, what was... I'm trying to think back to when Sillinger was here. Sillinger, I think, was close to a thousand. And his was yeah, his was pushing seven or eight yeah. bills. Yeah, Gavin's probably going to be higher than that. I would imagine so, especially uh, coming but, off the Saha win. But money raised uh, supporting the cheer- Children's Miracle Network, which is pretty cool. Yeah, of course, part of that is uh, the Children's Hospital in Calgary. So, uh, so they'll go to a really good cause, which is great to see. So we know that. Um, Canada won gold. We know that now. Bogdan's hot ass looked pretty good for Team Latvia. I'll yeah. tell you that. He played. He played really well. Really well throughout the tournament. He he picked up a lot of his points in those uh, relegation round games, right yep. against Austria. I think he had like three, four, five points or something like that in those two games. But he was playing like top pairing shutdown minutes against the other team's top lines. And yep, he, he looked pretty good. He looked really good. Like, and that's the guy to look at in the future. Mm-hmm. The defense core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bogdan Tata. And a great name. That's true. Yeah, Every time Jimmy elite. gets to say hot ass, I want to jump on the mic and be like, sorry, one more time. Hot ass. Say it again. Yeah, he yeah. should say it twice. He should say it twice, right? That is that is something we can I work on so. with. Uh, but hey, Jim. we got a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, so here's our conversation with uh, Braden Desjardins. Great conversation. The the one guy who kind of takes up all the conversation around your team this year. So we'll probably have to talk about Gavin <laughs> a little bit. Oh, yeah, Zach. for sure. Oh, yeah, Zach. Zach yeah, yeah. Zach's Zach. good, too. Don't get me wrong. The poor kid's probably getting, yeah. <laughs> he's probably yeah, getting lost in the, in the shuffle a bit. Yeah, it's about time people are starting to pay attention to Zach. It drives me insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, like, it uh, obviously is good to 
to win in, in December. A lot of people talked about us winning last year, and it was like, wow, it's just a reboot. There's a lot of teams that weren't there. So for for us to win, you know, when when everyone was there, and there's a lot of hype around the tournament. It was good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, you look at the, the Tiger connection there with, with the amount of guys that we have, it's, it's pretty surreal. They've got a really, really talented group, a really determined group coming through. So it's going to be exciting here in a couple of years for for uh, the Tigers. So I'm uh, I'm really excited to see a couple of these guys grow. Like Peranich is an unbelievably skilled D-man. Like, I don't know if I've seen somebody quite this good since, Oh God, I can't even remember. Like maybe Dave Quenville when he was in midget. Like it, uh, he's pretty freaking good. Yeah, so. well, and that's the thing. You've seen like uh, a lot of these guys, right? And mm-hmm. and but you, you've also played with some pretty good players, and now you've you've coached some pretty good guys. Like yeah. like it, when, yeah. I remember when Peranich came in and he was drafted. There was a lot of excitement around him, but mm-hmm. but he's he's that good, huh? Yeah, he's he's incredibly talented. His offensive prowess is probably second to none. Like I, I didn't, I haven't looked at the the points or anything from uh, the tournament, other than obviously our our top top guys. But uh, it, uh, I would be shocked if he wasn't in the top three and D scoring, if not like the top D. Like he he had a ton of points. He runs a mean power play. Like he's. He's a determined kid. He's super professional. He's probably the, excuse me, honestly, he's probably the most professional kid I've ever coached. So I think for Maddie, like, he, he's a little bit, he hasn't quite grown yet. I, I, he's still he's still going to grow. And then I think once he's done that and he's filled out into his, uh, his adult body a little bit more, like, he's going to be a really special talent. Like, yeah. they, he's, <laughs> I, I can't say enough good things about about who he is as a player and who he is as a person. So it's exciting to to have a kid like that coming through and and to kind of you know I'd imagine he's probably a, a pretty good first line power play quarterback for for the Tigers here in the near future. So I mean, you mentioned Quenville's name. I got goosebumps because it's been a <laughs> while, and, and that's not a knock on any of the defense that we've had, but it's been no. quite some time since there's been that offensive defensive power for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and I think the last one would have been yeah, Quenville, Quenville, a guy yeah. that was putting up 20-some goals and was a guy that <laughs> you put on the power play, you knew he was going to yeah. score. Yeah. yeah, no, he's he's a, he's unbelievable. Like I'm, I'm sure if people you know looked up Maddie's name and uh, – on whatever YouTube or Insta or, or I don't know what what people can watch his highlights on, but he, he the goals he scores from the blue line are unbelievable. Like he he's super dynamic. He jumps to the rush. Like he's he's a 15 year old kid and he's leading our league in scoring. I think like I think he's he, he's got he missed a few games. Went on that U.S. road trip with the Tigers, there, so doesn't have the same amount of games played as some of the guys that have a few more points. In, but his points per game are, are right at the top of the league. So to have a kid like that in a league that's kind of filled with uh, high-end, highly skilled defensemen, like it's it's pretty impressive to see what he's done. So it uh, it's gonna be exciting to see him play here soon. I hope he gets in soon. Yeah, well, it feels like it's a matter of time. Next year will be a really good look mm-hmm. and an opportunity to, to to you know take that jump and get with the dub. But I mean, from mm-hmm. Zahara, obviously you mentioned, and 
uh, with what Peranich is doing. Uh, we we've skirted around it a while, but Braden just mm-hmm. ha- have you have you seen uh, like is there a comp in your mind to to what Gavin McKenna is doing at his age? Like is there is there anyone that comes to mind as someone that that you've seen that like his player comparable? Um, like he he plays a lot like Jack Hughes. Um, like I I got to be careful what I say, but like yeah, we don't want to like say we're not saying he's the next Hughes by any means. It's, it's just one of, one no, of those things I think because I, well, I I do I think he's gonna be better than Jack Hughes. I just don't want to disrespect NHL players by saying that there's a 50 year old kid that's probably gonna be better than him one day. But um, he uh, yeah he he's incredibly special. Like I don't know sometimes you know me and Torin and, and Gav stand on the bench and it's like is it fair to put this guy out on the ice right now like. He, he had four points against the Lethbridge Hurricanes, and now he's going to come play for us. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, like it's almost like he, he's a phenomenal player, obviously. He had a really, really good um, go in our tournament. Like, he he was huge for us early to, to get us some confidence. He put up some numbers against some really tough teams. Um, you know, if you look at uh, the Blazers game, they're full of uh, – you know, high, high picks in his draft class. And, you know, he's he's just a cut above. Like, it's the way he sees the game, the, the way he can move the puck, the way he can create offense is, is something that I've never seen before. Um, and he's he's hungry. Like, you, you could see it would be pretty easy for a kid that's kind of done everything at our level that you could possibly do. He led our league in scoring the year before as a 14 year old, like it, it could be a year where he kind of just goes through the motions, but like anybody that watched that final game saw how important that game was to him, how excited he was when we won like that. That's what makes him special. So he's, uh, he's pretty, he's pretty impressive. So I'm, uh, I have no doubt he, he's destined for some really amazing things inside the game. So it's cool that he's part of our school and, and a part of our program. And, and hopefully, you know, he, he, you know, probably maybe it's not the max this time next year. Maybe he's, you know, at, at U18s or U17s or something like that, which would be pretty cool for him. So it's it's in the cards, and that's the thing, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. you, you know, like any good coach, it's you you see a guy's game and how it's developed, and you're trying to find different things and different areas to uh, to to improve that player and kind of work them through. Like, what are you and and Torn White and, and Gavin Broadhead like kind of talking about with? with Gavin in areas to improve in his game to, to make that next jump to the dub. I'm sure not telling him what to do with the puck. No. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, I mean, listen, like Torrin can score. Yeah. Gavin wasn't too bad. Like, I mean, as you might be the third best hands on that, on that coaching staff, I don't going to yeah, tell you that for sure. No, I, I believe it. That's the truth. Like, um, no, I think with, with Gavin, like he, he's lucky because he has people like Torrin and Gavin around, like, Torn was a first first round pick in the in the Western League draft, and and he managed to play. God, I don't even I haven't even looked. He played over two hundred games for sure in the Western League, and that's no easy feat. Um, he's incredibly smart, where he understands how to like. Torn kind of came in as a scorer, and he maybe didn't get to do that a whole bunch in his his Western League career. He had an unreal Western League career, like he was, you know, um, uh, super impactful player for moose job but he he found a way to kind of round out his game he's just so smart so i think with with gavin torn does a really good job of 
of helping him understand where his strengths are, how he can create offense. Because every single team comes in and it's like, well, if we take McKenna out, we we have a chance. And so everyone just keys on him. So Torrin's really good at teaching him how to create offense that, uh, in different ways where, you know, it makes him super hard to, to, to play against. And then Gavin Broadhead, like, that guy, he's going to turn McKenna into an absolute machine. Like, obviously, Gavin's a pretty – if you've ever been around him, he's he's a pretty – I don't know what the right word is. He's a freak of nature. Like, he's in unbelievable shape. So, um, he – He's done a good job with Gavin helping him move, develop his leg strength, get stronger. So when he gets to the Western League, he can handle those bigger, stronger forwards. Like it's so crazy that like he turned fifteen. Like what was it? Six days before our tournament started. Yeah, so right. I'm going. Like he he hasn't. Uh, he has still so much room for for him to to develop and and for Gav to be able to work with him every day and get him stronger. It's 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 really good for him. And then I think just with me, I try and, you know, just manages his expectations and he puts a lot of pressure on himself and, you know, you're never going to take all that pressure away from him because that's just how he, he's always going to have that, but, you know, you try and keep it as light as you can with them and, and hope he enjoys coming to the rink, which he does. So, so far, I think if you ever ask Gav about us, I think he'd be pretty happy with, with where he's at, but uh, it, uh, yeah, it's been good so far. How has he adjusted to everything like behind the scenes? Like he's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of chatter behind him, Especially right? Especially at that age. There's a lot of. Yeah. I, I've I, I know that I'm going to the Big Marble go to watch more of your guys' games. I've heard Saturday, that there's we'll there. <laughs> there's more audience surrounding him, mm-hmm. and at a young age, fourteen, fifteen, how is he adjusting to that? Yeah, I think he's got really good parents. To, to be totally honest with you, like he. Uh, He's a really humble kid. Like we get stuck every once in a while waiting for him to sign autographs and going, Holy like like we're just stuck in hotels waiting for him to, to finish with, with whoever and he, he's really good about it. Like he never uh he never complains or tells people no. Like he, he's always super super open with that. Um but he adapts well. Like it, it's funny, like you come here and and you know, with our program, obviously there's a there's a really strong connection. But but Gavin is he he's a little bit different. Like he he's so welcoming to everybody. Like you look at who he hangs out with. He'll he'll hang out with the Tigers guys, but he'll also hang out you know with with some of our other guys. Like Kate Duell is a really high end player that that Lethbridge has, and he 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 likes hanging out with him just as much as he likes hanging out with Peranich and Corbase. So it uh, it's pretty cool to, to watch a guy just be so humble and so welcoming to to whoever comes across his path like he people know how good of a a player he is but people don't understand how good of a person he is like he's he's obviously been in our league for for two years now so we kind of just we he has a leadership quality and aspect to, to him now and and without him like our team doesn't get as close as it as it has so fast so he it's really cool to watch a kid that that has so much hype and, and could so easily, you know, be pretty arrogant. Just just stay grounded and 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 welcome, you know, whoever, whatever it is, our one of our fourth line guys or, or a guy that you know he's going to play with in the Western League for for the next three three years. So it uh, it's unbelievable what he's done, and and I I'm sure his parents are super proud of him because he's 
I can't say enough good things about him. I'm glad you brought up Cade Duell too, because he had himself a great tournament. Was named a first team All Star at Circle K. Just uh, like where, where his game has kind of you know really flourished over the last little while, and what you've seen from Cade. Yeah, yeah, Cade, Cade's awesome. Like he, uh, it's funny. It's like he. He comes from Lethbridge. He he wasn't super high profile. He wasn't listed by anybody when when we recruited him. Showed up at at Hurricanes camp. Had a really good camp. They listed him, and then uh, he came here. And I didn't really know. We didn't really know what we were going to get from him. But he's an unreal kid. He's he's not very big either. But you know, we needed somebody to play with Gavin, and he he's a super skilled, super smart kid. He can get Gavin the puck. He's He's kind of he's pre, he's a pretty confident kid if you you get to know him in a, in a good way. He, he's one of the few kids on you know that I think Gavin's ever played with where he's not just going to force the puck down Gavin's throat because because Gav wants it so bad. He's confident enough to make plays without Gavin, and and it really helps open up Gavin in the long run because yeah. um, it uh, he's he yeah like I I could go on and on about Cade too and and the tournament he had like him McCann and. Uh, McKenna had a when we put them together after we got a couple injuries you know they they carried us like they they were really good through probably the the late part of the the round robin and then the the first couple games of uh the medal rounds they did a lot for us creating offense and backing teams off so it uh it was really good for him to be able to do something that spectacular in such a high profile tournament with you know, teams obviously line match Gavin, so that means Dooley gets it too. So he, uh, he's, yeah, like he'll, I, I'm really excited to see what happens to him here in the next little bit. I don't know if he's going to go the Western League route or if he decides to go to the school or to the college route, but right. he's going to, he's going to end up doing something pretty spectacular in his career too. Like he's, he's still super raw and he's not, He's like again. He's another guy that uh, is incredibly underdeveloped. He hasn't matured. He's probably in, I would say, thirty percent of his adult body. So he has a lot of room to grow too. So there's a few kids that are going to come out of this program this year. And I've told the guys this before. Like they're going to look around the room and and they're going to look back in probably five or six years and be like, how the heck did we all play midget together? Like that's yeah, it's no a doubt. team that that will never be. I don't know if you'll ever see a team quite this good again. Well, also, kudos to your special teams because your power play was unbelievable. But yeah. if I read this correctly, you guys didn't let a goal in on the penalty Let's kill go, at all. Daz. Let's go, Let's <laughs> yeah. go. That's well, incredible. I mean, yeah. yeah, no, and, like, that's, that's where, my, like, our assistants are, are so good. Like, there's a lot going on with this team and with the amount of, you know, players that are with Western League teams and Junior A teams and, and stuff. There's a lot of managerial stuff that goes on. So I, I honestly don't have the wherewithal to do do it all so Torin White does our power play and Gavin does Broadhead does our kill um like Torin is is incredibly well studied and I talked about him earlier he's so smart like I guarantee you that we they meet before every game and, and go through video of of the other team's penalty kill and I'm pretty sure that our our power play knows their kill the other team's kill better than they do by the time we get on the ice like <laughs> wow. there's like they know exactly what's going on, and like it's no surprise. Like I think we were like it was crazy after the after the round robin. I think we were fifty four percent on the power play, 
um, going into the medal rounds. So, um, and then obviously Gavin, he's a little bit of a different approach. Guys love him. He, he really preaches, you know, just outworking power plays and guys have bought into him. Like it's a sign of a good coach when, when guys are, are battling that hard on the penalty kill, but we did a good job staying out of the box too. Like, I don't, I don't know how many power plays we had throughout the tournament, but I think in six games, I think we only killed maybe 10 or 11 times. So it, uh, it's a testament to our guys just really wanting to win. They didn't take any stupid penalties, but when they did, our power, our penalty kill was, was unbelievable. Like we, we changed momentum of games when we got on the kill just because of how hard we work, how hard guys sell out. And, and, you know, the personnel we can put out there too, doesn't hurt. Like there's, you know, you can put Gavin out there. The second you put Gavin out there, teams are just afraid to get scored on now. So it uh, they they back off a little bit. Then you have guys like Ryan Miller, who's a you know he's a medicine hat kid. He's with Portland, unfortunately, because I I would love to see him with the Tigers. Yeah, but right. he, uh, he he's an extremely hardworking kid. Like he he just flat out outworks anybody on the ice whenever he's out there. And he he's going to be a special talent in the Western League, and a, and I'm sure pro just with the way he he conducts himself. Like he's another guy that you know. Everyone talks about Gavin and Maddie and 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 Zimmer and and these guys and then you know Ryan he's a he's a third round I think yeah he's a third round pick in the Western League like he's no slouch at all and he's gonna be a guy that you know in a few years that that people are gonna turn their heads on for sure how uh, how big is the back to back win at at the Circle K and <laughs> what used to be the Max just for. Like th- this, this program moving forward, because on the outside, it, it, it looks like and it feels like this is, uh, I mean, obviously a historic moment. It hasn't happened since Shattuck St. Mary's was there, but it feels like mm-hmm. this is one of those moments that a program needs to, to, to really like put their stamp on what their brand is and, and to kind of become a little bit more well-known as a destination mm-hmm. for players when they look around Western Canada and say, if I want to play in the CSSHL, where am I going to want to go? Like, is, mm-hmm. is it that big, Braden? Like, I'm trying to, to kind of get a better understanding as to just how, how much this benefits the program and the success that you're mm-hmm. having this season, what it kind of does for you moving forward. Yeah, like, it, it is huge for us. Like, I think the biggest thing is it, it, it's every league. Like, it's, it's the AHL. It's, it's the – there's American teams. There's international – like, Team Hungary was there. Right. Um, there's, we, we beat uh, that Burlington team from the Ontario League who's, who's very good in that league. So, I think the biggest thing for us to be able to do it twice at, at a tournament that's all-inclusive is so big. Like, it's not – it's just not – we're not a premier team and just – the CSSHL anymore like we're a premier team and and honestly anywhere in North America and it's so big for us to be able to win that one but again like it uh if if you were to look at our team and and anybody did their research on on the 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 team and the personnel that we have on this team like you'd be crazy not to want to come here after seeing some of the names that that'll go up and into our alumni here in the next few years and and honestly, even the the guys that have been here, you know, to start this whole thing, like the first year we we come in here, like we had guys like Oasis Wiseblad on on our team, and then yeah. you look at where he is now. So I think now that it's it's been a few years, um, 
and you can see the growth of a couple of these players that have come through our programs. You can see where they're at now. That that helps our recruiting so much too. So it's uh, it's really really exciting. Well, like you mentioned, it's not even just Tigers guys, right? Like I mean, you mm-hmm. you mentioned Ryan Miller in Portland. Like you had Aiden mm-hmm. Oring last year with Winnipeg. Like mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just Tigers guys. It's it's becoming this this bigger collective of, of players that are going to be that you're going to be graduating into the into the dub or into mm-hmm. college. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's a really good point. Like, you know, you look at our, like, obviously Gavin is, and we've talked about him and we're, I'm like, he's, he's just synonymous with, with our team's success. But uh, you look at Noah Ziver who comes from Winnipeg. Um, he, I think Gavin has 41 points right now in our league. Viz has 39 or 38. Like he's only a couple points behind him. Right. Like he's extremely talented. He comes from Winnipeg. They rink Winnipeg has a team there. Um, so for him to to forgo and literally move across the country when he could just stay in the the CSSHL and play out there is pretty remarkable. And obviously he's had an unbelievable year. Um, he signed in Penticton with probably the best, you know, them and, and maybe Brooks are the two best Canadian junior A hockey programs in, in, in the country for sure. So for him to get out there and, and sign there is unbelievable. Like he's, he's a guy that uh, probably a lot of people don't know about and he's, he's unreal. Like he, he's right now, like Noah could play in the Western hockey league for sure. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, he, he, he's extremely academic. He's extremely intelligent. So it kind of makes sense for him to go to the Western league or the, the college route. So it, uh, it was really, really exciting to get a kid of that caliber to, to come all the way from, from Winnipeg. So like you said, it's, it's becoming, uh, uh, kind of a focal point to the CSSHL where, like you said, if, if you're, you're looking to where you want to go, you know, I think our name's right at the top of the list now, which is, which is super exciting. And it's a testament to, to everybody involved, like Torin and, and Gavin and Darren McMillan, who does a ton of stuff on the managerial side of things. Like I, we wouldn't be near the team we are without Darren. So it, uh, it's been really good for everyone's, um, hard work to finally start to get recognized so yeah. it's awesome well what's that do for your stock i mean you're, you're sitting there as a uh, a two-time champ a back-to-back champ That's i mean right. i would assume your phone goes off a little bit more a little bit more people give you a little respect now that you've won it twice uh, yeah i think so a little bit i mean my dad my dad's name protects me a little bit. I think people know that I'm I'm not going anywhere unless my dad says that that's okay. But uh, he he, he uh, no, I'm just kidding. But he uh, I I think that uh, you know it is exciting to win and stuff. But I think when you you get right down into it and and, and you look at why we're successful, people see how important you know. Gavin and Torin, like I said, are, and I'll, I'll sound like a broken record, but they, uh, I can't, I can't take near as much credit as people think. Like they, they do so much. Like obviously, when you have a team this talented, we we didn't start out unbelievable. Like we lost our first game, um, and we had everybody in the lineup, and it wasn't too, you know, like a a super high profile team in our league. And I'm going, holy, like how did I mess this up? But uh, you know, Gavin and Torin are really good at, at uh, you know, kind of helping me regulate my emotions sometimes and, and, and 
basically making sure I'm not a train wreck because I, I do expect a lot out of these guys and, and, and I want I want the best for them. So they do a good job bringing me back to reality every once in a while. So it's good. Uh, so Jesse, I've known Braden for quite a while and, and he's never been one that is going to boast. Um, it so, seems like, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. picked up on I that. Picked hey? up on that so, yeah, yeah. so I'll tell you, his phone's probably gone off a, a couple more times than, than in the past. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's going to share a lot of love to, to both assistant coaches cause they deserve it. Yeah. Torin and, and Gavin. And I think Braden, you know, if the, if the possibilities ever, um, arrive and, and if it's the right fit, uh, not only player-wise, you guys are going to graduate players into the next level, but it really feels like coaching mm-hmm. staff-wise, uh, and, and you've mentioned as much with your two assistants in Torin and Gavin, uh, there, there's mm-hmm. the potential for coaching staff to really graduate to the next level and, and, mm-hmm. and take the leap into college or into junior A, the mm-hmm. WHL, whatever that next step may be. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, Torin, Torin is an unbelievable coach. He's he's so smart. Like, I, I could go on and on about what, what he – what he sees and the details he sees, like he's he's a pro. He'll be a pro coach one day. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Like he'll, you'll see him in in the Western Hockey League or or somewhere very very soon. I would imagine. Um, and then yeah, obviously Gavin and me. Like if if the, there's the right fit, we would obviously look at moving for sure. Um, I know Gav, the Tigers have definitely talked to him about the strength and conditioning before where. You know, he, he's such a specimen where you'd be crazy not to get a guy like that. Like, you, you see him walk around in shorts, and you're like, holy, <laughs> our guys' yeah. legs look like that? Like, we would be an unbelievable third-period team. And <laughs> and uh, they uh, – so they I know there, there's been talks, and I know Gab is going to do the best he can to start helping out with, with the Tigers and, and working with their guys because he is so – so good on that side of things so are you it, saying that uh, tiger's associate coach joe frazier's just getting old and you know he's just uh, not, he's not as strong <laughs> as he once was is, like, is that what we're no, saying no no joe joe used to be jacked like oh, i no. uh i i grew up training with joe and when we played down in minnesota and i'm pretty sure he still has the log jump record i'd love to see those legs get going like that again <laughs> but uh it's uh he uh he's really good too like I, I just think that Joe has so much going on that if he can pawn the workouts off on Gavin and, and Tom Wild, that it, it wouldn't be the worst thing for him. So yeah, it's uh, he, he uh, but yeah, no, you can tell Joe I said that too. Oh yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah. I'm sure Joe's listening. Yeah, Joe's, Joe, Joe Joe's always listening. He's I, a big fan. I hope he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what but, was it yeah. like, um, you know, because you've been in the stands for when your your pops has coached some pretty big games. What was it like to have your pops in the stands for some of these big games? Yeah, well, I'm glad we did him a favor and got up by four going into the third. Normally when I'm sitting in the stands and these, you know, when he coached the World Juniors and stuff, they're like 2-2, two, two, like, <laughs> games or, like, in, in uh, Saskatoon, it was an overtime game, like, he does us no favors, so he should be pretty thankful that we we're up for, and he could just kind of hang out in the stands. So it, uh, but no, it, it was a pretty cool experience. In, in all seriousness, like he, uh, for him to come down on his off day and and uh, come watch us play, like it, it was pretty cool. Like he came out and you know he's obviously a pretty well recognized guy like you can see that mustache from a mile away yeah true so he, pe- people people see him pretty quick at the rink and are pretty quick to talk to him and you know even when we won he 
he kind of hit out, came and shook my hand and just said, this is your thing. I, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from anything. So he just said, congrats and gave me a hug and, and then got out of there. So he, he, he's a really, really humble man. And he, obviously I wouldn't be in this profession if, if it wasn't for him. Like my mom always says, like my mom, my mom was obviously the, the TV anchor here. And now my sister's a journalist in PEI and my dad is a hockey coach here and now I'm I'm a hockey coach like they swear they didn't expose us to enough as as kids so <laughs> it's uh it, it, it's pretty uh but it's pretty cool like they uh my dad is is an unbelievable man and and just watching him growing up with the Tigers and seeing the difference he could make in in uh in people and and watching he would always like he always talked about how he he loved watching guys do things that uh, they didn't think they could do and, and watching them kind of exceed their expectations is the most satisfying feeling in, in the world to him. And I never really understood that until I started coaching these guys when you're dealing with these elite athletes that, uh, you know, they have, they have such bright futures and, and watching them, you know, feel success and, and watching those guys win on uh, Sunday there where they, everyone kind of counted us out. We had a ton of injuries throughout the tournament. We were playing with like our, our captain Elias Eisenbarth is playing defense. He's a forward and teams are going, there's no way these guys can do it. And, and watching them do it. I, I finally understood what, what my dad meant by it. So it, uh, it, it's pretty cool. And, and like I said, I, I can't thank him enough for, for showing up. Like it's, you know, he's he's been in some way more important games, and and he's coached in in some way bigger, you know, I guess venues, events. Yeah, that that would be the word I'm looking for. So he, but for him to take the time and and, and make it important and and show that it was important to him meant meant way more to me than than he probably knows. So I really appreciate it. Well, you know, there's there's the the evolution of of you know big games to big games to big games yep, right and and like mm-hmm. you said i i mean yeah he's he's been in some pretty big spots i mean mm-hmm. yeah he's he's been in a world junior what in olympics he's seen a, a mm-hmm. few different rinks in his time but you, you don't forget where you start at either and and mm-hmm. I, there, there's no messing around with the with the circle k i got used to calling it the circle k now That's yeah i know I'm, I, I'm, i don't know if i like the change as someone who's from southern alberta you know heaven forbid we have yeah, change. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, it, it's it's big to get those those first wins, man. So uh, that, yeah. those are those are some big ones that are happening at at Circle K, and um, mm-hmm. so now you're gonna you're gonna look ahead for for the rest of the season. Kind of how how does the schedule unpack for you guys at Saha, and just how wh- like where's you know some some games of interest, some some things that you guys are looking at and saying, okay, we got to be sharp for this part of the year, or or we're really <laughs> building to this area. Yeah, obviously. Like our our first goal going into the year was let's let's win the max, and obviously we accomplished that. Now <clears throat> we're really banged up. Like our our guys played through a lot to uh, to win that thing. So we play Friday, Saturday here. We play Notre Dame Friday, Saturday um, against Edge, who you know obviously they're kind of our our big rival there, and uh, it's it's trying to get as healthy as we can here for those games. And then uh, we'll, we'll kind of just break it down. Like we'll, we'll do our best to, to just take it one game at a time and, and just build for playoffs. Like at the end of the day, it's, 
it's trying to get these guys to, to be able to perform at big moments. So well, that that's kind of our focus now is, you know, we'll, we'll take it one game at a time, every game, you know, if, if guys understand that all our decisions and all our, you know, every, basically every decision we make is, is based on, on making our team better and, and based on helping the team win, guys are pretty quick to buy in as long as they know that that's the principle behind it. And we do try and do a pretty good job of, of explaining to guys why we do the things that we do. Cause trust me, not every time people agree with, with what the coaches are doing. No. So yeah. That doesn't happen uh, very often. Braden. We're, we're all aware so, of that. Yeah. Like it, uh, well, we have so many good players. It's like, why are you doing this? Or, or why are you playing this guy with that guy? And it's like, trust me, like, believe it or not, coaches do think about it for quite a while before they do these things. <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, so we we normally do have reasons, and it's just trying to get uh, um, the guys to understand kind of the why side of things, and then uh, obviously we'll build into playoffs. So it uh, it's an exciting time, though. Guys are, you know, we gave them three days off after we won, and and guys, you you can tell that they they gave they left everything out on the ice like they normally they're pretty chatty or I'll, I'll call them and see how they're doing. And, and they're just like, we, we are exhausted. And I was like, well, yeah, six and six makes sense. So yeah, it's uh, crazy. It, it, it's, it, it's the craziest thing about the circle K and that's why it's so hard to win is you, you got to be good six out of six. Like you don't have a choice, but to find a way to be good. And so for us to, to win six in a row and in that kind of environment is, God, like it, it's going to be tough for for teams to replicate. Like it, it, it's not surprising that the last time they did it was when Zach Grise and and Sidney Crosby and, and guys like that are ripping around on Shattuck. So it uh, it's pretty special. So yeah, well, you can go around times, telling man. people you were the last Max champion in the first circle. That's right. Champion. Yeah, you get you get yeah. two banners there. Yeah, you, you get a new one. Yeah. Old resume. That's uh, kind of cool. Brady, congratulations, <laughs> yeah. man, on the big win, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. And we appreciate you taking the time out and talking to us. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I appreciate it. So thanks for the kind words, and uh, yeah, anytime you guys want, let me know, and we'll make it happen. Braden Jardin, uh, man, what like you said at the top of the this the hour. The guy's a talker. Top of the episode. Well, it's kind of been an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, true. you think about it. We talked for a little bit, 40-minute conversation. <laughs> Valid, it's been about an hour. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. But, no, he, he is. He's very well-spoken. Uh, he's honest and open. You can just tell from that conversation um, why Saha is doing so well so quickly, right? And, and I said in the conversation, like, I've known Braden for a long time. He's never been one to take accolades or or brag about the job that he's doing. Not at all, hey. He's he's a big big reason as to why that entire unit is as cohesive as it is from coaching staff through to the players. Like th- there's a lot of moving parts obviously and and he's just really good at bringing people together. Like really this good. tournament has been around for quite some time and it hasn't been since the 2000s, early 2000s with St. Mary that when you went back to back and right. we found out that had a a loaded team. Yep. I think you're going to look in the history books 10, 20 years down the road, see this team, mm-hmm. and be like, man, that was a stacked team as well. There's yeah. a lot of young guns on this team, and Braden Desjardins was a guy that no one really knew about mm-hmm. five years ago. This dude's won this tournament back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something something huge, right? And it, it's going to get a lot of looks for the program, for the coaches, for the players. Like Everyone kind of benefits, and really this area benefits for hockey going forward just because you're going to have this influx of 
of eyes and attention, and it, it only breeds more success down the road. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge weekend. And, I mean, a lot of what-ifs for Brayton. What is next? Does he stay with the program for quite Good some question. time? Does he move up to another level? Will we see him in the dub down the road? Is it inevitable mm. that he follows in Pop's footsteps and one day is on the bench for the Tigers? Who knows? But Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. one day. Or maybe he just sticks around with the program because he likes coaching the young guys like his dad. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah. It's going well. Man, great episode. Uh, big weekend for the Tigers. Of course, big weekend. Now that we're in the second half of the season, mm. I feel like every game, I don't care who it's against, is a big one. If we want to make a push yep. to the second season. Yep, no doubt. It's uh, it's important. It's crunch time right now, right? It's Now now these games, you, you have about half the schedule to work with. You are going to see a lot of division rivals. I mean, this weekend you have Edmonton and Swift, so... Uh, you're going to get a lot of swift current over the next little while. Yep. You, you want to win these games and, and try and get yourself into some meaningful hockey in the postseason, right? You want to at least a round just to, to get a sense for what that feeling's like. And I, I think that would be a big success to get into the playoffs this year. It would be nice to get on a little bit of a winning streak early. For the momentum yeah, yeah, yeah. into the second half, no it would be nice, and hopefully it starts this weekend. Got a lot of young guns playing for the Tigers. Hopefully we'll see you down at co-op play Saturday night for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Night. I cannot wait. For Lance Stahl, I'm Jesse. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. Oh.